One Bro Speedrunners, Noobs and Leads, welcome once again, it's the Idiot Gamer Podcast! Welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the Idiot Gamer Podcast. we got with us today Mr. Andy Roberts. Hello, everyone all right? And Mr. Matt Angel. All right. And over on the other side of the ocean, we got Matt Holland. How you doing, Matt? Hello. Hey, all hey, right. hey, folks. So, what's been going on, boys? Any Anything exciting happening? Well, I've been in Las Vegas, so I should probably start there, really. That's pretty exciting. It was very exciting. Did you win money? No, I don't gamble in Vegas. I can't do it because I'm a terrible, terrible gambler. As we know, because you just put money on Crystal Palace winning. No, no, Brighton and Hove Albion. Well, we don't know the score right now, no, so true. I could be, I could be a, a million. Well, so by a terrible gambler, do you mean you gamble too much, or you're just really bad at, at placing bets? Uh, well, you got... put them wrong. You give it to the wrong man oh. and say the wrong <laughs> words. You hold, you hold the little pencil upside down so you can't actually mark on it. Well, you know, I've got a slightly addictive personality, so. Once I get into it, I will just spend all night gambling, which is a really bad idea. And I only really understand two games. Right. One is the Wheel of Fortune slot machine. Right. Which I mainly like because of the sounds. Okay. Makes. Wheel of Fortune! And then you hit the button and nothing happens. I'm not, I'm not aware of this game. No. Well, no, you, no, no. you don't need to be. Um, and the other one is roulette, but particularly um, video roulette. It's more fun when you've got the ball. Like, you you got the fella there with the little stick and I'm, stuff. I'm, I I'm afraid. I don't know what's going on. Because there's always people shouting things and people doing things, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. The last time I went to roulette, I... You're just supposed to push buttons or pull levers. That's really all you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> last time I went to play roulette, I, I kept getting my money thrown back at me because I didn't understand the minimum bet like thing. So <laughs> I, I put money down, and the guy would just roll his eyes as he was rolling the ball and just push all my money back towards me. And well, I was at just least like, you were getting something well, back. Well, indeed, indeed. I mean, at least you were getting something back. I just... I, I, I really... I can't do it because I get very excited. I win like a tiny, tiny bet... And then I'll get well excited and I'll keep betting and keep betting, even though I'm millions down by this point. Millions? Well, yeah, you know, I'm a high <laughs> You really roller. do have a problem. I'm a Just to, um, to, to segue this nicely into a, a bit of gaming chat, yeah, I was reading a little bit about um, the whole loot boxy thing because um, EA have come out and acknowledged that they, they, they were wrong. They made a mistake with the uh, the loot boxes in uh, Battlefront 2. Yep. Um, but there's also, there's also a number of uh, legal cases going on around the world at the moment. Apparently, I understand that Belgium have acknowledged now basically they have ruled that loot boxes are now consist uh, constitute as gambling um Good. so that kind of thing those kinds of rulings are going to have a massive impact yeah. on the way because those games are now going to have to have a carry 18 ratings um if they are being considered in in ga- as gambling in those countries okay. so anything with the loot box basically goes into 18 yeah. yeah which is which is really really going to stop them from doing it yeah, well it hasn't stopped them selling record numbers of GTA 5 which is in the top 5 again has that this got loot week. boxes uh no it doesn't it's one of the few that doesn't mm. but it has sold 90 million copies which is pretty amazing. Oh, sorry, I need to press this button. Hold on, folks. This is the news. Yeah, oh, so we're uh, are we news. actually in the news now? We're technically okay, in okay, the news good to now. Know. Yeah, we're in the news. Which is the fact that, that gambling is now wrong. Gambling wrong. Okay, got you. GTA 5, good. Okay. I mean, uh, I, I I actually have not played GTA 5 online. Actually, no, I played it once very briefly, and I started this little um, a little game with some guys, and you're doing a heist together. Um, and... 
like so basically the, the, we got we got given our jobs and assigned our tasks and had to get get into two cars right, right. one car was going to go off and be some lookouts or another the other one was going to go off to a bank or something like that i got in the wrong car um and it completely completely fucked up the entire mission um so in the end i just jumped out of the car and got myself killed um and then just shut it off and never played the game again that's, that's the equivalent of like locking it in a cupboard because you got scared of it. yeah basically yeah, yeah. No, it's good yeah. good nowhere near it after that well you know 90 million other folks had a had a great time with it i assume it's like a driving game though essentially like most Grand Theft Auto games, even on the online version. Um, I mean, I think it was it's it was kind of it was built around the heist mechanic from within the game. So actually, mo- oh, okay. most of that is kind of getting into a bank and kind of like you know some oh, some nice. people are setting charges, some people are watching out, some people are shooting people. I think, like I say, I played about a minute and a half of one, ruined the game for everybody, <laughs> and then panicked and ran away. So I, I, I assume that's how it goes. So yeah, I don't think it's like particularly a racy game or anything like that. It's just or racing game, rather. Um, but I think, yeah, they're obviously driving. There probably are going to be bits where you've got to drive a getaway car and stuff like that, so there will be elements sure. of that, I'm sure. One of, and one that will be part of where I lose, badly. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I always think about when I think about Grand Theft Auto is you can't get the old top-down ones anymore. No, that was and, great. And that annoys yeah. me because 2 is still my favourite Grand Theft Auto game. Yeah, well, it, I love 1. I just thought it was, it was, yeah. it was funny. We it's, never had played anything like that before. No, it was no. so cool. And, and I, with the exception of Vice City, nothing else, no other Grand Theft Auto game has come close to it for me yeah. in terms of sheer enjoyment. And I tried to download them about, sort of, it must have been about sort of six months ago, and you just can't get them anymore. It's See, that, I mean, that was a bit of a watershed gaming-wise for me, GTA, the first GTA because it was the first sort of like adult video game that I remember as well. And I remember having to go to the shop and like convince the fella to sell me an 18 title, you know, which wasn't, it wasn't that hard at the time because certification in games hadn't really happened. So they were pretty much going to sell it to you if you turned up. It's really interesting as well because I, because I, because I never actually owned or ran, ran, ran the game myself. I, I played it a few times around myself, but I remember even, even being in like mid to late teens being quite excited by a game where you could do that level of kind of like badness yeah. like it was yeah. just really it was really really like it's just a massive novelty yeah i mean I, I think it's it's very tame by today's comparisons as well in terms of oh, it's yeah. very much pixelated top-down nonsense but um i loved it i i thought it was a great game but um well yeah the reason the reason i brought it up was because it was um well andy brought it up but it's a perfect segue and now i've explained it it doesn't work so well uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's um it's because yeah it was back in the chart this week and it has sold 90 something million copies and the interesting thing about that is that apparently michael jackson's thriller only ever sold 65 million or something and GTA Five has now sold ninety million copies. I wonder how many of those are are like people having like repurchased. Well, that was stuff. the genius thing of doing the PS3 release and then the PS4 yeah. release because they sold a lot of you know. Because I because I bought it twice. I bought it originally on the PS3 and then again on the PS4. Yes. Um, and because I, I tend to trade my games in. Um, I have been tempted to go, not to go onto the online stuff particularly, but to, to go out and just replay the mission again. You can, yeah. you can get it relatively cheap now. So, so I'm, I'm contemplating buying it a third time. So, I, and, and so I do, I do wonder how many of those ninety million are, are repeat purchases. It shows how good it is too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I bought it twice. So what I, I like to think is, I like to think that effectively, there's a lot of sort of 
15 or 16 year olds who well who were 15 or 16 when it came out whose parents were actually like strict enough that they didn't buy them the game so they waited <laughs> to their 18th birthday and then they all get bought a copy of Grand Theft Auto 5 oh it's like finally yeah finally. it's like it's like that, the modern age of, of, of gaming that said along the lines of Grand Theft Auto have you also seen the report that for Grand Theft Auto 4 the last game in the series they are now going through and having to patch out songs that they have lost the licenses to so songs that used to be driving around with in the car they've apparently lost the license after 10 years of this game being released <laughs> and so now they're going back through and even though you may have the physical disc itself they're going and patching the game apparently and no taking way. some of those songs out i don't know if they're particularly the good songs i have no idea but apparently that's what's happening i, mean, so I bet they never perceived that the game would stay out in release for 10 years you know i mean sure. it's crazy really I remember when they uh, re-released Vice City uh, for like the PS3 or PS4 and they'd already lost the license to some of those songs. So I get that when you did like an initial download, it made sense that you couldn't get the license to those songs because they weren't available at the time you purchased the game or the first time you downloaded the game. It just seems very kind of sketchy to me to go back through after the fact and you've already got the game it's already on your system and saying oh by the way you don't get these songs anymore because we've lost the license to them are they going to replace them with like taylor swift and stuff is that what's going to happen probably absolutely yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, taylor swift. it's going to be remixes hopefully of- you're a huge country music fan because that <laughs> seems to be the grand theft auto market is country music <laughs> it's going to be remixes vice city is going to be all 80s remixes and i'm going to hate it <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so other stuff in news, talking about things that have been hanging around for ages, uh, rumours of Shenmue, but I think, Matt, you were talking about the original Shenmue coming out on PS4, right? Yeah, so uh, I I found this out through Andy because I got a tweet at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Uh, It basically, like, linked to me, and I was like, what's this all about? And I I, I almost jumped out of bed and did a little dance because (laughs) uh, for a... I'm going to admit this, since uh, it came out on the Dreamcast, I've been calling it Shenmue. I only found out about six months ago that it's called Shenmue, and it sounds wrong, but I'm going to try and call it Shenmue. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's it was a weird, weird game when it first came out. It, it was the most expensive video game that had been in production ever at that point. It was something like $70 million or something. I may have made that up. When is this? I, I learned literally nothing about this. This is Dreamcast, so Dreamcast level. Oh, so okay. you're talking late 90s. Yeah, yeah. mid to late 90s. Yeah. Um, it came with three discs, so you had to swap the discs out in between different sections. Nice. But it's, it's effectively an action RPG where, yeah, where you know, you're, you're going through trying to uh, avenge and all this sort of stuff. But it's, it's set in sort of modern Japan. Uh, but... The thing that I was talking to you guys about the other day is that the greatest thing about the game is that the in-game currency, the money, when you need it, you don't go and break open a plant pot and find it. You don't find it lying around in someone's house with those old trips. You actually have to get a part-time job and go and earn it. So you have to go and like move boxes, drive forklift trucks, stuff like that. And, and you actually just, have to do those yeah, yeah. things. And you can go get that money and then spend it in the arcades like you would do with a real part-time That's job. Awesome. So you, you go into the arcades in the game and they've got arcade games in there it's it's just such a wonderful game it's, everyone should play it at least once that is that is pretty cool i didn't realize so those are like mini games that yeah, happen yeah, inside yeah. Them. It, that's it's pretty, pretty cool it's, it's so good such good fun it also had one of the terrible uh worst worst fighting controls i've ever seen in a game but it just for some reason that just added to the the joy of it um, didn't it have um 
Oh, sorry, wasn't like there was a game that was out recently, another J- Japanese RPG that some were saying was like a spiritual success. Oh, Yakuza. Yakuza, to an extent, right. um, they they've tried to almost Grand Theft Auto up that side that right. kind okay, of thing. Gotcha. But, um, no, no, Shenmue was always the the original and the best. And I remember wanting it for Christmas so badly. And when I opened it, I just ran straight upstairs, ignored all my other presents, and just whacked <laughs> the first disc of Shenmue in, and just basically went around driving forklifts for money. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, they're packaging um, Shenmue and Shenmue Two um, together. I have um, never played two. I hope there really? are more part-time jobs for me to do, yeah. like mowing lawns, <laughs> painting fences, all sorts. That does remind me about um, one of the one of the weirdest elements of uh, Grand Theft Auto San, San Andreas, which which I, I really liked. It's, it's, it's taken a bit of a retrospective panning from some people, but but I, I still really enjoyed that game. But there were, were elements of it which I thought were um, were a bit were a bit arduous. Little things like um, you had to stay fit. Otherwise, you put on weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you could do is, if you got, if you, you you could just do no exercise and just eat loads and loads and loads of burgers. In the course of what a, a, a less than a day in the game, become this really fat guy, and then go spend <laughs> another half a day just constantly on the treadmill, and then like like massively trim <laughs> up again and stuff. And and I used to do that. I, I don't know why. It, I didn't get any enjoyment out of doing That's that whatsoever. Weird, isn't it? But, Strangely addictive. Yeah. I can't remember which game it was. Like whether it's four or San Andreas or five, but there was one where you could just go and play darts, and I just do that all the time. I don't even like darts in real life, but for <laughs> some reason, going in, in, in as a computer character and playing darts in this like like sort of pub where you're likely to get your head kicked in was quite fun. There was definitely that. There was definitely some of that in San Andreas, wasn't it? Because you could also play pool in one of them as well. I think it was yeah. that one as well. Just going, there was just like a little in-game pool game, which was just yeah. Well, I think for a lot of us back in the day, like that was the game. So it's quite cool to be able to play that game within another game, you know. Yeah, that's true. Pretty yeah, sweet. yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. So that's Shenmue. I don't really. I, do you ever play that, Scruff? No, I have no idea what the hell y'all are talking about. No, so I've I'm never just, been into I'm nodding long Japanese RPGs. I have no idea because the only thing I've heard about them is that you basically have to grind for like fifty hours in all of them to get I- to get to the end. I enjoy Japanese RPGs. I've played a number of them. Playing one now, um, but it is just—it's this particular right one has now. just never gotten on my radar. What's that? Right now, like you're not even like paying attention. You're just like, you're just playing in the Final of the Fantasy podcast. again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the Switch is for. No. Yeah. So I don't. Right. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I I may or may not do the Shenmue thing. Um, I think there's enough there's enough stuff going on right now. That I don't know if I'm going to Shenmue. I didn't do the um, the the uh, what's it called, uh, the latest remake of Shadow uh, of the Colossus. Yeah, Colossus. Yeah, I did, and it was lovely. Was it? Do you know what? Yeah. Actually, I didn't do that. I probably will. I'll wait, maybe wait for it to come down in price a little bit because yeah. I I have played, I bought, and played that game twice now on two separate consoles. So <laughs> stop doing this. Is yeah. what I do. <laughs> yes, I've I've played it. Th- I've bought it three times. Yeah. So uh, I I it's wonderful. Everyone should buy it. Uh, but I may not even buy... Well, I'm going to buy Shenmue. I, I clearly am. But my worry is that it, it doesn't look as good as it used to. Actually, or I, it, it's nostalgia. And, and, and that's one of the things is that I think will fuel it. It will be a nostalgia thing as much as anything else. I don't think they've done... I, I didn't read that they've done anything in terms of serious like remastering or upgrading your graphics or anything, have they? Uh, it, it, I think it's going to look nicer from right. what I've heard. But... Um, 
there are going to be two control systems. So that's what interests me the most because the fighting mechanic was just so terrible. Right, before. okay. So, so they've done some work on it then. But I, I find with a lot of this stuff is often Shadow of the Colossus is actually the exception to this where remasters and stuff, you go back to them and they're actually not as enjoyable as they used to be. So, um, Well, talking about going back to stuff, Scruff, tell us what a yeah. Mega Drive is. <laughs> not well played. So yeah, I had no clue what the hell you all were talking about when you said, oh, we're going to talk about Mega Drive this week. I'm like, I have never heard of this. Why does this interest me at all? And then I realized, oh, over here in North America, we called it the Sega Genesis. So apparently yes. they are re-releasing... The Sega Genesis or the Sega Mini Drive over there? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> it is. It's the mini. It's the mini Mega Drive. Yes. I mean, the Mega Drive was uh, was very big for me because it was like one of the. It was. I had the Master System, right? But the Master sure. System was pretty early on, and it was very basic. And then when the next gen consoles came out, the Mega Drive just seemed to be this incredible thing that had these much broader, bigger games. It was so exciting to get a hold of a Mega Drive. And so most of the games I remember playing like back then, especially like Sonic the Hedgehog and stuff, like on the Mega Drive were unbelievable to me at that point. I think the the Mega Drive uh, and, it, and it, it's it's an important console for me because it was my proper what I felt serious console. Same as you, I didn't have a Master System. I had a a Game Gear and briefly an Atari Lynx and stuff, but I'd not had like a proper console. So it was the first time I felt like I was joining in and playing some serious games. And I have I, I had so many games for that for that console and my favorite game of all time, which is Micro Machines Two Turbo Tournament, which we've spoken about before. Um, and yeah, and and I just I. I, th- I think it's absolutely. I, I genuinely think it was an amazing console. The fact that it was up against the the SNES as well, which was also an incredible. I mean, two two really really fucking good consoles side by side in the market, doing their own things, having their own their own little niche in the market. Some crossover and stuff, but ultimately a lot of it was just doing their doing their own things. I mean, that was. Okay. It was the Tyson versus Holyfield. It was, of and, it, and it was like it was like I, I, it's a horrible thing to say, but like a proper golden age of generation that, gaming that is, like because it was two legitimately excellent consoles, and obviously we had the SNES Mini, and everybody got really excited about that, and all the all those of people who'd probably only ever played two SNES games in their lives were getting really excited because it was the hip thing to do to be excited about it. They've all had their moment. <laughs> now the real gamers are going to get really excited because yeah, the Sega Drive Mini coming out and I, and I am genuinely excited about it but are you going to buy one yes I will do yes. will you yeah, you will, will actually buy it yeah I will how much is it no idea <laughs> uh, currently you're not money is no object yeah. currently you're yeah. not going to buy it because it's only going to be available in Japan is that right currently that's not going to last long um, so I'm I'm further down the line than Andy is I'm not going to buy one for the same reason that I almost bought a SNES and then didn't um and it's i don't i I think my views of those games are a lot better than those games will actually turn out to be yeah and that's and that's always the danger isn't it is it it i mean i've I've been back and played loads of spectrum games on i mean you know it's obviously better system than spectrum but going back and played loads of spectrum games all these beloved games that i loved so much as a kid that are that are basically just fucking dog shit um because that you know because they're just like it's just moving a couple of pixels around the screen is ultimately all you're doing but 
Yeah, but, you know, Streets of Rage 2. Oh, my God. Like, there's the soundtrack, <laughs> right? The soundtrack on Streets of Rage 2 was fucking amazing. And, like, you know, this is this is an era where there's no kind of proper digitised songs or anything like that. It's, like, it's polyphonic, basically, like two-channel, three-channel polyphonic digital stuff. Um, and it was... The soundtrack on that on that game, Streets of Rage 2, was absolutely insane. Loved it. Streets of Rage is a poor man's golden axe. Well, no, I mean it was it was it was a generation on from Golden Axe, though, wasn't it? I mean, Golden Axe was great. Oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Just got you a little bit of Streets of Rage too, though. Uh, nice. This will be patched out when Cy loses the license to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> but yeah, Golden Axe, Golden Axe was great, absolute classic. But but I mean, Streets of Rage and Streets of Rage Two were a, a step on from that. They they'd probably a good kind of five or six years between those games, and yeah. and and um. Yeah, Street Fighter Well, you know, I, I I might give it a go if it's cheap, but I'm never really one for those retro consoles because video games are one of the things where sort of empirically they have got better. Yes, I, I would say that go back and play PS2 games and they're going to look awful now. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a certain nostalgia around it, which is cool. Uh, and that's that's entirely what I'll be playing it yeah. for is the, the nostalgia value. But going back through like a you know hundred old games for the nostalgia values, I'll be happy with that. Right then, folks, it's about time we move on to the next section of the show. I've got a new jingle. I'm looking forward to this. Oh, ooh, that's a few fancy. Oh, no. Uh, I don't know what you're saying. That's for. right. You're two up. That's I right. I still get nervous. It's Actually, time for the quiz, two folks. Nil, nil up because oh, there's two of us now. Right, so prepare yourselves. Flex those intellectual muscles. I mean, it's not intellectual. It's just a series of whether you can remember something. I mean, that's really <laughs> all it is. Uh, they never bodes well. <laughs> no, uh, but this time, uh, this time we've got something a little bit special. We'll see, uh, see how you boys do. Let's see if I can uh, set us up here a little bit. So, right. While you're doing that, I just quickly talk about because Rampage was the answer to the quiz, the first one that we it did, was. Um, and I have now seen the trailer for Rampage the okay. movie. It does not look good. But it's getting horrible reviews here in the States. <laughs> really? Because over yeah. here it's getting good reviews. Is it? Yeah, is it? it's getting no. one of those, you know, pop, oh, the ultimate popcorn film, that sort oh. of like. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm happy that it's getting that, but I, I've only, I've only seen like okay. a combination of a minute and a half of footage of it, and it's not as shit. I agree. I think that was that. That is the worst trailer ever because it has done a terrible yeah. job of selling that film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it right does then. Not good. Are we ready, boys? Uh, yeah. Scruff's just sorting himself out there. Hero. Yep, yep, we're all good. All okay, good. good, good, good. Here we go with clue the number one. This game was released in 1990 by US Gold. No. Stop. Yeah. No, it's too late. <laughs> um, California Games. No, is the incorrect answer. Are we on to the second clue? That looks very intense there, but it's all right. Okay, the game featured four different levels each with a very different gameplay style. Stop. Oh! Yes, Scruff. Oh, wait, you said 90, though, didn't you? Yeah. Damn it. Never mind. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I think I know it! Oh. Batman. Is not correct. It's a good shout, though. It's a great Yeah, because that had that driving section. It had the one where you put all the, like, um... 
the Joker chemicals together. You yes, had a platform. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's a great shout. Oh, that but is incorrect. I reckon you should have. I had it. No, I don't have a point for that. But I'll give I'll give him a coin. Okay. In one level, the protagonist's hat is used as a key gameplay element. <laughs> There's a look of confusion from across the pond. <laughs> okay. I'm rethinking this video chat. Then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, oh. I'm going to make a guess. Yes. But it's only based on something that's popped into my head that may or may not have ever been a computer game. Go on. Indiana Jones. Is not correct. Oh. Good shout, though. Right, here we go. This is why you'll see that that was a good guess from this next clip. The game was based on a movie of the same name. Oh, man. And you're sure it's not Batman, right? <laughs> not Batman. Is it Batman Returns? <laughs> <laughs> okay, as we go through, these clues always get easier and easier, so you're going to get there soon. Question the number five, or clue number five. The main character's real-world counterpart died in strange circumstances in 2009. Oh, my God. Real... Oh! Is it Michael Jackson's Moonwalker? It's the correct answer! <laughs> Very nice indeed, I got one! Yeah! Nice. Very nice indeed. Well, well done. Well done. I, 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 I am not aware of that game. What? Yeah. Wasn't it Sega Genesis? <laughs> yeah, it was on it Sega was. Genesis. Oh, That's Mega Drive, Mini Drive, whatever the hell. Yeah. I, I, I only had good games. Sorry. Oh, come on now. Well, that's interesting because the next clue, there were two clues that we didn't need this week, which I'm very excited about. It's the first week we haven't needed all the clues. Uh, the next clue was in June 2007, Game Informer charted this game as number eight on their top ten worst licensed games of all time. Uh, where was it Ouch. on that list? Number eight out of ten. I bet I know what number one is. Well, I, I didn't look that up, but you can hazard a guess. No. I will absolutely 100% state that it's E.T. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah it must be E.T. Because there's that, oh, there's that. God, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how true it is, but there's there's rumours that there's a big hole with thousands of copies of the E.T. Uh, yeah, video game sure. because they couldn't sell them. Oh, shocking behaviour. It's either that or Raiders of the Lost Ark for the Atari 2600. Yeah, yeah that was also yeah, terrible. Yeah. And the final clue, this was just in case you guys were really shit and couldn't get it, was uh, the game was named after the King of Pop's signature dance move. Yeah, OK. Now, so I'll always just bear that in mind game that I'm always helping style. you. I'm always helping you. <laughs> I'm always looking to help you out down the line, you know? Thank you for are making you, it a game I've heard of. Yes. Are, you, are you now yeah. going to um? Are you now going to stop the conspiracy theories that the whole thing is uh, an attempt to defraud you? The best way to get a conspiracy theory is to offer a little bit of anti-conspiracy theory <laughs> before you go full conspiracy theory. <laughs> so next week it's a game that you like invented at school and you've only ever played with size. So. Yeah. Oh well, I'm I'm very pleased with that. Well done, man. That's excellent work. And that brings us on to the next part of the show. Last night, I played Super Smash Brothers. Oh, that's Iwata from Nintendo. <laughs> um, a lovely chap. God rest his soul. And that brings us on to the what have we been playing this week. And let's start 
because something special, and a special email dropped into Matt Angel's inbox this week. Oh, what a happy boy. Uh, it did. So <laughs> yesterday, I got home. An hour later, I get an email from Wizards of the Coast saying, and it just entitled, you're in. Uh, yes. I am into the Magic the Gathering arena beta, and I'm loving it. Oh, God. What's happening in there, then? So it's, it's, it's like if you were playing real Magic the Gathering, in that you turn up, you haven't got very many cards, and you've got a crappy deck that you've made with them, or one that your mum's made for you. <laughs> um, and you effectively get rinsed by fellas who've been playing it for weeks, who've got much better cards than you. So how long has it been open for, then? Uh, I think three months. And are there card purchases? Are people no, able to... No, are so not? Okay. there is no... Currently, there is no way of buying extra cards. You get extra cards and packs through playing and, and doing daily challenges. Gotcha. Okay. Um, as soon as it opens, I'm going to drop 100 quid on it and I'm going to buy <laughs> as many cards as I possibly can. <laughs> You're a man. Um, mainly because I, I, I was true to my word. Um, the Hearthstone expansion came out uh, last week. Yeah. I have dropped zero money on it. Absolutely zero money. I, I bought some some packs through gold that I, I had in game and stuff like that that I'd earned. Right. I have I spent zero pounds on it. Now that I have Magic the Gathering on the PC, I am probably going to delete Hearthstone. So tell us what makes really? what makes this different. Uh, it's it's a far more complex game. Uh, the 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 metas within there because th- there's so many more opportunities for making decks. There's so many different cards. Because it's got that complexity to it, it doesn't feel quite as bad when you lose. Right, because um, you're not just rolling into one of six different metas, basically. No, no, well, yeah. it's, it's not even that. Hearthstone at the moment is three decks. Right, you will okay. face. You okay. will fa- Like, I will be playing something really weird and random, and you will come either into an aggro paladin, you will go into the most monstrous thing they've released, which is called the Shudderwalk Shaman, right. or you will come up against uh, practically a cube lock, which was the biggest deck from last year. Um, all of them are horrible to play against. All of them don't... It's a bit of a rock, paper, scissors between them all as well, and it's just not a pleasant experience. Whereas I've been into magic, I've built a dinosaur deck, which is rubbish, but I have beaten some aggro decks because they got unlucky with their draw. Right. I, 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 it is just a nicer thing to be in at the moment. I can't guarantee it'll always be like that, but it's, it's more enjoyable. I think that's my biggest problem with those card with those card collecting games is that I just don't feel like I understand the meta of what's going on enough to really make like a like a like put together a really good deck that's going to have any kind of chance that isn't pure luck. I think I think that only matters if you care about winning all the time. A lot of these card games I play just because I want to be playing a game. Yes. And yeah, I want to yeah, see how yeah, I can yeah. do. And I want to see what I can do with them. And uh, the problem with metas is a lot of them are, you know, kids who only think about, I want to win, I want to win, I want to win. Even if that is the dullest way sure. that you can win. Yeah. Um, and, and often if I find a, I'm using a deck and it's winning all the time, I get a bit bored and go, well, I've, I've, I've found what actually the... the, the the function of this deck is now I'm bored of it. I'll go and build something else. So yeah, I just I personally I mean I I do enjoy them and I I, I sank a lot of like beginners hours into into Hearthstone. Um, but but ultimately I I got frustrated with it just because you're entering a game where so many people are so far ahead of you um and understand the game so much more and there is so much content and stuff just to try and wrap your head around that it's it's all just like the barrier of entry is just too too high which is one of the things that i and, and, and i'm not going to try and derail the conversation but it's one of the things i like about another blizzard's game which is um which is overwatch which is the 
the the entry level is so accessible, and that's one of the things that I don't like about those games. Yeah, I just find yeah. them a bit too hard to get into. Scruff card collecting games. What do you think? I have never really gotten into. I've never really gotten into it. I've played a little of Hearthstone, but I kind of I'm in the same boat as Andy, where I felt very quickly like I was being outmatched by people who had been playing forever and had yeah. downloaded all of these extra packs, so they had all of these characters that I'd never seen before and that I was never really going to be able to, you know, access. So I, I for the most part, yeah, it's like I look at them, but it's never going to be something I get into. It, it, the thing I like about them is that there's potential for, like, it's a bit like board games, right? One of the alluring thing about board games is the physical nature of it and all of the beautiful designs and interesting, like, artistic work that goes into it. And that's one of the things you do get with card collecting games because all the cards are differently designed. And one of the things I loved about Hearthstone was that there was a number of different artists, right, that were involved in the design of all the different cards. And as you picked them up, you would get all of these great, you know, there's a little story behind each card and each character and then a beautiful design. And that stuff is really cool. But I like that stuff, I think, more than the mechanic of the actual game itself, you know? Sure. Whereas I, I come at it from a point where I, I play a lot of physical card games anyway, so I, I love that sort of stuff. But the idea of having it actually on the computer is, means that all the rules and the boring parts of those are, are automated, so I find yeah. that a lot more interesting. Yeah. Um, that said, once I've fine-tuned this dinosaur deck by getting all the cards that I actually want for it, I'm probably going to go and buy a physical copy of it. Just oh, really? Yeah, 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 that's I, I've got a few, few Magic decks, and, and I, I, I'm... I, I like the physical things a lot. Is this more. a new art design for this? Are these completely new cards from no, no. scratch? These are these are from the latest three expansions. Right. So, okay. so it is the current standard meta that, that that's out there. Uh nice. which is great because the latest one is is dinosaurs, which I love dinosaurs. Yeah, nice. You know, I'm sort of tempted. I ne- I never had any interest at all until I played Hearthstone, and I did enjoy Hearthstone to begin with. I would know. say that Hearthstone is very much an entry level version of Magic. Magic oh, has shit. significantly <laughs> more rules, significantly <laughs> more. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, I'm out. Um, I'm out. But but it's great. It's they've done a wonderful thing with it. Uh, I'm. It is very much going to be not pay to win when it starts, but people will ha- have wanted to buy the decks that they wanted to do. So there'll probably be more of a meta when you can buy decks. Yes. Um, but currently, it's it's there's still aggro out there, and there's still obnoxious denial control there's all this sort of stuff so well let's see we'll see how much money you've spent when we have the pod next week (laughs) no i don't think they're letting payments through until it's actually out on release because they're trying to figure out what the economy should be so so andy talking about spending shitloads of money some something happened didn't it yeah it did so uh it was my birthday uh this week and i got a bit of cash from my parents because they couldn't figure out what to buy me i think i'm in that difficult age where there's actually nothing that you can you can buy from for a man of my age um so uh they gave me a bit of cash and i wandered off um and i put that cash and then some of my own money that i didn't really have um into buying myself a nintendo switch despite despite what two weeks ago on the 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 podcast um like taking a mickey out of you guys for your 350 pound game of zelda three out of three switches yeah on the pod Um, have you got one scruff i do not i still i still have a wii u and i have the zelda game on the wii u there you go 75 percent of the team switched up 
So yeah, so um, uh, yeah, so I have been playing uh, Zelda, Zelda, uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of Time because they're not they're not good at doing Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. There we go. They're not good at doing short names, are they? The Zelda series. So good uh, but, that game. I mean, I've, I'm really, I, I mean, I'm really just like I'm like an hour in, so I've I've done very little on it, but but instantly, instantly, I I loved it. And what what I loved about it, I mean, I picked it up and it's it's just fairly standard, just pretty good i started playing on my tv initially i actually got a little bit of motion sickness so i actually switched straight off to playing it in the in the handheld oh, really? thing well i actually pre- but i actually preferred playing on i get a bit of motion sickness on some kinds of games yeah. anyway but um but, but i actually preferred playing it on the um on the actual on the handheld console anyway um just because kind of how did it feel in the hands though because i like matt struggle with holding that thing for a length of time um i i initially again i don't think i've played it for long enough for that to become an issue yet but 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 so far i've been all right with it one of the things i loved with zelda is is i mean just straight away it it eases you into it eases you into the the kind of the the rpg stuff so it's straight away like the one of the first things you do is you you open up a little loop crate and then you pull out your, your your like slightly worn trousers and <laughs> offer very little protection and they're a little bit too small and then you go to another one you pick out your slightly worn like tunic or whatever it is and straight away it's like that's that's level one that's level one yeah. and straight away yeah. you've slipped into like a really a really familiar place when you know exactly what you're going to be facing in terms of the, the way the game is going itself is going to manifest itself but then it starts throwing little surprises in at you as well yeah. um and 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 yeah, just instantly, instantly that that game has really grabbed me. I love I love it already. I really do. The thing the thing for me about about Breath of the Wild is that pretty much any game I've ever played, it's the least handholdy game ever. It tells you nothing. You just have to work it out for yourself, and that's part of the joy of it because you actually uncover completely hidden game mechanics just by playing the game. And there's very few games like that. And I love the fact that, you know, so many of these games, like I'm playing Far Cry at the minute, and it's still like an icon janitor game, right? There's an icon here with a mission on it. I go to the mission, I do the mission, I go. And then I do another one, I do another one until the map is clear of icons. Yeah. Breath of the Wild doesn't do any of that. You just speak to somebody and they're like, oh, yeah, there's this farmer guy uh, who's got a magical chicken. You need to go to that place that's 100 yards past the giant tree in the forest. And then you're like, oh, shit. I'm gonna to have to find this place now, <laughs> and you actually go off and explore, and it's like it, that for me. That aspect of it was so cool. Yeah, I, I I love it, and I just love the atmosphere. I mean, I mean Zelda games. I've only played a couple of Zelda games in my time, but but they 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 are. It's a pretty special series, isn't it? Yeah. And and I think it looks um for 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 all of the uh, for all of the Switch's graphical limitations. I think on that tiny little screen in front of you. It looks perfect. Yeah, it, really it doesn't. Does. It's not that it's. It's not the most stunning thing I've ever looked at, but it just somehow suits that screen so well. I just. I, I think it's ace. I really yeah, do. Scruff, How does it go on the Wii U? It actually works really well. They've downgraded some of the graphics from everything I've seen and have been told, but even on the Wii U, I find it a stunningly beautiful game. I've enjoyed playing the heck out of it. I not nearly anywhere near finished. It's one of those games where it's. It feels like the longer I play, the more I still have to do before I can actually feel like I've actually yeah. accomplished anything. Yeah, I did all so the Divine I, Beasts, I, I, I and then I just kind of stopped a little bit because I almost didn't want to finish it, you know? I, I, sure, yeah. I like Where do they go from lot. here with this series, though? Well, that's a great question. I don't know. Like, is There has been some DLC for Breath of the Wild, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. But I don't yeah. know if there's another I think, game I think on you can only get it on the Switch. I can't get it on the Wii U, though. Oh, that sucks. Now, I like it a lot. Yeah. I like Breath of the Wild. I don't love it, though. I really? really don't. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a huge Zelda fan. I, I love all these games. And there is one thing that I find massively stressful, which is that the weapon destruction. So I'm so used to wandering around with yes. a weapon that you, you keep with your other game, and you can wallop whatever you want with it. The idea that you've got to like have enough weapons on you that if you get into a fight, you you know you don't. Uh, it, yeah, that's the challenge. Yeah, and and that fills me with a little bit of stress. So that's why I don't really like it. <laughs> I, I, I am currently running around with a like some kind of dead skeleton thing's hand on my back, and it nice. keeps like drumming the back your back. <laughs> it's like really really sinister. Like those like, little touches, though. Yeah, like the thing that I love about it is the way that yes, everything seems like a challenge, and some things feel like a totally inconquerable challenge but then you'll find some little thing like oh actually this guy hates fire or if i shoot this guy in a certain part of his body then i I get an opportunity to take him down and once you do find those little things something that like a few hours ago seemed totally out of the question you can now do and there's something about that level of mastery of of your character that that is super appealing i think yeah it just felt for me that that it was less puzzly than the re- the other ones. Yes. And what I loved about Zelda was the puzzles. Like even even with Twilight Princess, which was like very open world, that that had puzzles that were wonderful in it. And and this one was a bit lacking in that. But I, I still really yeah. like it. It's a great game. It has the puzzles in the uh, what do they call them? Yeah, in the sort of temples. Yeah, but... in the temples. But yeah, it, uh, the challenge on this one is the combat. Isn't it, it? That's it the thing. Felt more like an open world combat game. Yeah. So. Oh, I loved it, but I, I can't go back to it now because the it is it, it doesn't hold your hand at all and the and the, the control mechanisms are so different from everything else. If I pick it up now I feel like a complete idiot yeah, trying yeah. to play it. So just despite really, really loving the Switch immediately, there's something in this Nintendo have done this on all of their other um handheld stuff and probably the other consoles as well, is that their their button for cancel cancel yeah. and yeah. and advance is the wrong way around it's yeah. incredibly annoying it's uh, the wrong way around what's annoying is that on most consoles you'd be able to change that to your own preference yeah <laughs> not nintendo not nintendo goes no you will learn you will <laughs> yeah, you will learn really... that this is cancelled the worst thing is that if you then go and play another game and you start using your select as cancel on that the other way around and you you have to keep retraining your yeah. your, your yeah, mind stuff in the what a bunch of bastards <laughs> Um, uh, other games I'm other games I'm playing at the very moment. Rich bastards. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, very much so. That I've just given loads of money to. Yeah. Um, I um one other game I've been playing. I picked it up because it's uh, one of the freebies on um, PS Plus. Is a game, it's a Ubisoft game called uh, what's it called? It's called Trackmania Turbo. Okay, so it's oh, was this after our driving game chat? Yeah, um, it is. I mean, it's it's absolutely fucking rubbish. <laughs> Um, but but but, why? but, it, why? but it, well, it's just the thing is it's really weird because it's basically it's called that's why one of the reasons I guess it's called Trackmania. It's just like uh, like three hundred, four hundred tracks basically, but they're all like just like four or five corners, and you've just got a gold medal, and so you have like three times to beat, and you just oh, do okay. Them. So it's got a bit of the old uh, what was the motorbike one trials? trials yeah, it's very very much, very gotcha. much exactly that. But I like, like that it. shit. No, I do, and that's the thing. So that's why I got 
horribly hooked into this game, even though the driving's bloody garbage and it's just it's the most supremely arcadey driving sim in the world. Sim is overstating what this thing actually is. <laughs> like it's 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 basically fucking rubbish. But I, there is that thing if you you, you nail it, you nail the bronze medal time. You think, wow, oh, I'm only a second away from the silver. I've got, I have a quick yeah, go. Yeah, so yeah. then you load up the, the 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 ghost car for the silver medal, and then you race in that. And then once you beat, oh, I've beaten that quite comfortable. And then I do it. I suddenly found myself sucked in like two hours later. <laughs> I'm playing this game that I don't actually like very much, but it's fucking teasing me into it. The bastards. Yes, very nice. <sighs> but anyway, that's free to play on PS Plus at the moment. So, and I think you can do actually. There's this thing where you can do uh, two player uh, this exists on another game and I can't remember what game it is um, but where you can play two player driving the same car and what it does is it aggregates or averages your 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 moves okay and and, and drives to like to be the average of your moves uh, so going around the corner if you if you corner in the same way then the car will go around as you're saying if one of your guys wants to if your other guy wants to take it wide and you want to take it narrow then you're going to go around the corner in the middle sort of thing does that make sense yeah, so, yeah. so I'm not I've not I'm not I, I, quite cool. that actually it, sounds more interesting than, than it, just a bland racing game it probably doesn't work <laughs> at all though, so I don't know but it's, it might be worth giving it a go I don't yeah, know yeah. but anyway so yeah there's that nice um, Scruff you said you're playing a Japanese RPG what's going on yeah, yeah, Japanese RPG-ish, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm continuing my trend of always being behind the times. I'm back to playing the Kingdom Hearts remastered games. So in, in anticipation of Kingdom Hearts 3 that's going to be released later on this year. Right, so this I'm, is a great opportunity to, for you to tell me something about Kingdom of Hearts because I literally, I don't, is this, I, I just don't know what it is. I don't know, if, I don't know why, but it's never really been on my radar. It is a, and it, it <laughs> I'll tell you a story, but I mean, it, basically, it, it's a combination of Final Fantasy, the whole universes of Final Fantasy, like the different games, and everything Disney. Basically, somehow Obviously. Square Enix and Disney got together and said, hey, let's make a game together. And they came up with this. And it's basically you are traveling around as the key master or the keyblade master. And you have Donald Duck and Goofy traveling around. <laughs> what? Canyons. And you travel around to all of the different Disney worlds, basically defeating characters known as the Heartless. And in the first game, the whole plot centers around Maleficent from the villains. She's teaming up with all the other villains from Disney movies. And they are collecting Disney princesses to basically steal their hearts for some unknown purpose that has yet to be revealed. And I actually don't remember because it's been 15 years since I played the original game. <laughs> so uh, who, know, who knows where the hell this story is going? I don't remember. I remember the first game being one where I understood the plot. And then by the time I got to Kingdom Hearts 2, I'm like, I have no fucking idea what is happening. And then that's apparently what it's going to be happening. So I'm, I'm, I'm replaying... Uh, the remastered versions that they released about a year or so ago. And that will give me basically four full games, a couple of them from like the, uh, the Game Boy and the DS that they've ported over to the PlayStation and some cutscenes from particularly like the DS games, I think, since you obviously don't have the two screens you can play with. Um, so they're 
basically I'm going to be playing through all of those over the next several months in anticipation of Kingdom Hearts 3, which gets released later on this year. So that's that's where I'm that's that's where the bulk of my playing time is, and it, it's kind of amusing because for me, my husband is one who games, but he loves listening to the music, particularly from Final Fantasy games. So he's listening along, and all of a sudden, you know, he's he's listening to this Final Fantasy esque game, and he's like. Is that just goofy? I heard. Yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> random. That's so random. So he's he's so thoroughly confused. And one of the one of the worlds you end up playing on in the first game is you end up in Halloween Town from the Nightmare Before Christmas. And I'm playing that the other day with you know Goofy and Donald and Sora <laughs> all running so around and Goofy going gosh. And all of a sudden, <laughs> my husband looks at me and goes you know, that sounds an awful lot like, you know, music from The Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> because it is. It is. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. Uh, fun yeah. fact for you. Uh, my other half, Kelly, listens to The Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack almost every day. It's like, <laughs> so I'm getting up in the morning, there's Halloween, Christmas songs Halloween in town. the morning. Brilliant. Nice. Excellent. That is random. Um, and uh, just another game that, that Scruff and I um, picked up and had a had a quick go on was um, was a way out. Oh yeah, go on, fill us in. Yeah. Uh, Scruff, do you want to start? You paid you paid money for the game, so I'll let you. Uh, <laughs> That's how it works. Sure. So basically, it's a co-op game where you and another person. The other person, as we have discovered, does not have to purchase the game. Only one person Cha-ching. has to purchase the game, and then the other person just downloads the demo for it. And you basically play side by side on the screen where you're basically dealing with split screens pretty much for the bulk of the game. And they're having conversations with his characters that he can see and interact with. I'm having conversations with characters I can see and interact with. They have subtitles playing at the bottom so you can always see, you know, what the other person's experiencing. Um, But it's actually been a kind of fun experience where the whole purpose, the whole plot without giving too much away is you're in prison and a way out should give you a hint of what's to come is that you are trying to break out of prison. So at this point, Andy and I have only played a couple of hours of it and we have yet to get out of the prison because every time we get to a place where it's like, okay, so we should be able to get there. Oh, look, we need a wrench now. So <laughs> let's go back home. Let's go back to our cell and we'll go oh, to sleep really? and we'll wake up the next oh, morning and turn cool. right again. So it's kind of like they, they have you kind of repeat some things, but so far we haven't had to do some of the more onerous uh or like there was one scene where basically we had to put our backs up against each other and climb up a wall and that that was a little chaotic because it, it's very much a time-based yes. thing where you have to like move in sequence with each other and, and i was really bad well, at that so, so was i i was like every five seconds check sorry check. sorry and how does that work with the lag and everything is it actually quite does it feel quite good there was yeah, it felt fine. There was very minimal lag. I didn't feel like I was out of sync with him at all. It felt like we were both, you know, sitting there basically side by side playing the same game. It, it didn't feel like there was any input lag at all. It felt it felt great. And I've heard nothing but positive things about the story from various, you know, reviews that I've read trying to avoid spoilers still. But yeah, you know, it does look cool. I love this idea of only one of you having to purchase a game. I think that's great. It is. I think one of the, with uh, in terms of one of the ways it gets around the kind of the the kind of the lag issue is that you um the, the controlling that you're doing is is all directly for your character and the the the, the 
the the interaction with the other characters you, you don't have to be massively accurate with that you can do that within like half like, a second or whatever or, or whatever so so there is a bit of wiggle room in in those kind of actions but it's it's quite it's 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 sort of a walking story style game but this 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 twist of having the 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 split screen uh, stuff it, it, really, it genuinely adds a really really cool little element to it because you you're you're wandering around. Each of you is doing their own thing. You can see the other person in the distance having their conversation that you can also see on the split screen. Oh, okay. that you're yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And then you think, oh, well, am I going to have to make my way over and speak to them? Um, but there's also bits where you can just sit down and just whilst you're getting on with your bits and pieces, just have a bit of a chat whilst you're, whilst you're getting on with it. So <laughs> yeah. it's a kind of quite a nice social way to play a game. That's very Because cool. it's not a massively arduous kind of thought process game in that respect. Um, but and, it's just really engaging. It's really good fun to play play and, and yeah, I think, i'm looking forward to trying more of it again yeah definitely yeah we, we yeah we have to nail the, the rest of that game i i thought i saw somebody say about six to eight hours which i think is probably standard for that kind of game so yeah it should be good fun and that's yeah not too long not too short that's nice uh the one thing i want to bring up si i think you're the one who just said you know that was kind of a nice sales thing that they did to only yeah. make one person buy the game apparently it's really worked in their favor because uh, i just saw a report last week that said that they, I think they had anticipated they would sell a million copies of the game over the lifetime of the series. They did that within two weeks. Wow. That's so it's, it's, yeah. it's doing really cool. well, like where they, they have more than exceeded their sales goal. It may not be like a million games, but it, it was a pretty high number that they thought would be, this is what we're going to sell over the lifetime of this game. And they met that within two weeks. So it, it shows that when you kind of, you know, put that kind of thoughtfulness into not nickel and diming your customers at every turn, you can end up with a really special experience yeah. and still meet your sales goals. So that, that's, that's pretty fucking awesome to me. Well, that's the interesting thing with it, because obviously if, if it's a purely co-op game and you, you go, right, everyone has to buy, both, both players have to buy a copy of the game. I don't think you're going to sell like even a fifth of that number because as soon as something is automatically co-op, but you can play it online with yep. just two players, I think you need to have that function where it's just like one player can just drop in. Otherwise, yep. otherwise you are just going to lose a lot of play people who would buy that game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'm excited because we've not only did you nail the quiz, but we also had games other than Fortnite to talk yeah, about. Yeah, quite a few games. I've also, I've also got one. I've also got a four by four Rubik's cube as well. Oh yes, not a video game, but but how, worth talking how is about. It? Um, it's really good. It's it's it's. it's it is difficult. It's more complicated than a three by three because one of the one of the relaxing things about a three by three is that like six of the the pieces never move. The the middle piece on each on each face, um, whereas on a four by four, the because there are four bit middle bits and they can all move. So all of a sudden, it's much more complicated in that respect. Although actually what you just need to do is you just need to solve the middle four cubes and then effectively you've got the same situations you have with a, right, with okay, a three yeah, by yeah. three. Yeah, um, yeah. But that part of the process is quite complicated and quite difficult. So it, no, it's, good, it's good fun. <laughs> I've, still, I've still not actually solved it because there's a couple of the algorithms towards the end of finishing a three by three that I, 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 don't, I can't remember. I couldn't write them down for the life of me. But when I've got a three by three cube in my hand, I can do them just by muscle by memory, feel, yeah. muscle memory. But because the four by four one I've got, it's quite big. It's quite a, it's quite a, the, this the basic one. So it's not a speed cube. It's quite difficult to maneuver, um, and as a result, 
I, I can't do it as quickly and my muscle memory fails halfway through because <laughs> I'm doing it too slowly and so I keep mucking it up right at the end. It's really annoying. I'm not going to buy a 4x4 because I'm afraid that I'll forget how to do the 3x3. Three three. Thank, thankfully, because because a lot of the, pro, the, step, the, the process is still the same, actually, once you've got to a certain part, you are, you've done a, a whole bunch of stuff and then you're essentially solving a 3x3 three three right, afterwards. Okay. So it's it's... It's, but it's interesting. I like because I I only picked up a Rubik's cube because we we yeah. saw that part. Yeah, of it, that's right. Yeah. So I'm going to for learn how to solve this. And yeah, then you I did a week later. You've done it. It I was did, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly, suddenly, I love it. But uh, but yeah, it's it's great. Love and it. I only bought one and learned it because you've done that, and I didn't <laughs> like the fact that you could do it. <laughs> right then, while Andy's working on his muscle memory, we're just going to go to a little quick break. <laughs> Right, welcome back, folks. And we're just about to enter into the final phase of the show. And what that means is that we're into the top five. Oh, yeah. We've got a new top five this week. And that top five is the top five animals in video games. Now, I will warn you, I don't have any and I haven't prepared any. Okay. So <laughs> pressure is on you three to well, produce God. the goods. Because I'm, I'm used to coming into this with you um, having decided what the top three is yeah, using that your, usually your happens, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my prerogative. Okay, how are we going to do this? I've got a list. Shall we go through I'll, my I'll, list? Or? Let Matt go first because I took his Mario Kart last week. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> sure. I was going to bring two to the game. I was going to bring two to the list here. Um, so first one I was going to mention was the dog in Fable Two. If you all remember that. Oh yeah. yeah. What was that? Did, did it have a name? That dog. I think you could name it whatever you wanted. That was kind of the the the, the one of the cool things about Fable Two is that it kind of lets you kind of you know pick and choose what you wanted your character to be like, and you could also name your dog. So I remember naming it after a dog that I used to own, and he was my companion and buddy, and stayed with me right up until the end of the game. When spoiler alert, and if you haven't played, I, I will let me, let me just Hold stop on. you right there. Okay, I have never played a Fable game. Fable and Fable Two are the only games that got me close to almost buying an Xbox in my life. Look, Matt. Yeah. If you are now worried about fucking spoilers for Fable yep. Two, you can get out right now. I'm still annoyed that I have never played these games because, like I said, they they are the only games that got it's me close happen, to buying an it? Xbox. But I don't think I'm going to buy an Xbox. So go on, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Spoiler alert: the dog dies. Oh, so you can't have because dead. you have spent you have spent hours upon hours, you know, building up your character, making him, you know, as good or as evil as you know you are. And then all of a sudden you get to the final mission and your dog sacrifices himself for you. Oh, man. No, you have to die. It's a sacrifice. Oh, self-sacrifice. really hard at the time. Brutal. That is brutal. And and one of the endings. (laughs) And as these types of games go, you have different types of endings where you can kind of pick and choose, you know, what kind of world you want to leave the game with and you can choose to save all of the villagers you can choose to save your family and i think one of the separate options is you can choose to resurrect your dog and screw everybody else (laughs) (laughs) i love that fucking dog i'm surprised there's another option (laughs) (laughs) it's understandable how some players would end up choosing that because it's just like all of a sudden this dog that you've spent so many hours with is just gone Oh, so, that's that's harrowing. That was my one of the things we were talking about offline before we came on to do the pod was, you know, are we talking about companion dogs? Or are we talking about main or companion animals or main 
character animals and you said well whichever one so that was my companion animal that was my companion animal choice so for my main protagonist choice i'm voting for ratchet from the ratchet and clank series yes what is ratchet i was going to ask the same question because i think he's a cat (laughs) or a fox He's, he's a, they, they call him a Lombax. I don't know if Oh, that yeah, the Lombax. Compared. That's right. Yeah, where he was basically, at least for most of the series, considered like the last of his kind. I, I remember at one point you do yes. end up finding out what happened to his family or what happened to the rest of his species and end up finding some of them and re- re-engaging with them. Um, but that's just always been a series that I have loved since yeah. the PS2 days. I loved I, that reboot as well. Yeah, the, one yeah, on the, really PS4. the reboot was fantastic. And yeah, I'm, was I'm disappointed I haven't seen more of those or at least a continuation of the series. And I, I think now is a perfect time, you know, kind of like they did to reboot the game and the series because they took elements of the movie, which apparently was awful and did horribly. And I have not seen it, so I can't really make any no. judgments on it. But uh, just I, I I've always loved that game. Like it was a fantastic platformer slash run and gun kind of game with just all of these really creative guns. And Clank is awesome, and but it all centers around pretty much you know Ratchet. And I think he is a fantastic animal to be added to the list. It's he's nice. basically you know, he's led what nearly a dozen games, if not at least a dozen games. It's a really interesting choice because when I was thinking about it, I was I was trying to think of a character that was a great character that was an animal within a great game, and I couldn't think of any. And I hadn't thought about Ratchet. That that's a really good one because my view, most of the animals that are main characters in games, if they're in good games, the characters are assholes. And if they're <laughs> in terrible game, they can be great characters, but they're generally in terrible games. So it's 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 a really interesting one, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. The Lombax. Love it. Yep. So those are my votes. Right, Andy, you can go. Any dead dogs? Uh, I've got no dead dogs. Um, <laughs> you can have two. I'm, I'm actually, no, have actually, I have a semi dead dog. Um, uh, one, of, one of my animals is. Um, no, no, it's not. It's uh, the dog from Duck Hunt. So, oh, the, do you remember Duck Hunt? Yeah. Um, so the, yeah. there was a dog that used to occasionally jump up. Yeah, I remember right, that like bastard. That. And you could, you could, you could. Matt, weren't you talking about assholes? I think there's a asshole. There. <laughs> <laughs> and you could shoot him, right? And then at the end of the level, he'd come limping on with a little crutch and stuff. And they yeah. say you're supposed to shoot the ducks, not me. <laughs> and and it turned what was ultimately a really, really, really basic, tedious boring concept of a game into something with a little bit of character and that's quite early i mean that's quite early on in in, in console gaming and stuff as well so i just a little honorary mention for the the dog in duck hunt uh, I'm, I'm kicking that back on the basis that duck hunt was such a bad game that that, that doesn't... well hang on so, so the, the, oh. the, 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 I'm, I'm i'm allowing the because the criteria was not in you know with top five animals and the best true. games um, true. so um I'm also going to just I'm going to go through quite quite a few here. Um, another honourable mention um, because it we I thought of it because we when we came in uh, downstairs you were playing Far Cry. I was. Uh, the he- the honey badgers in Far Cry. Oh yeah, uh, those because those bastards. I mean, they yeah. are vicious and and something like that. Something like that that should by rights be quite easy to kill is an absolute yeah. nightmare i mean it's technically a bad thing i get that but just <laughs> I, I i love i love the brutality of that that you can be slowly quietly stealthily making your way around a really really intricate 
difficult mission and you're just tiptoeing you're about yeah. to come across the last guy and stealthily kill him or whatever and then the fucking honey badger comes and eats your face off it's, yeah, it's almost always while you're looking down the scope of your sniper <laughs> <Yeah>. rifle as well <laughs> yes. um, it's a little honourable mention for them um I'm also going to chuck another one in, which I think I think is going to be unpopular. Um, I think possibly for the reasons you were saying about main characters being assholes um, or not being particularly charismatic. But but hear me out on this. Um, I think Sonic the Hedgehog. No, no, no. <laughs> now and again, the re- the reason why Sonic the Hedgehog is such an incredibly good um, video game character is because Sega. They looked at they looked at Nintendo with Mario, right? They had an icon. They had an iconic character who just represented their their platforms, their systems, and yeah. stuff like that. And, uh, and Sega did not have that. Uh, Sonic's first in, initial appearance was in a, a car game, and I can't remember what it was called. But he was a little toy that hung down from the um, from the the, wing, oh, okay. the the rearview mirror of a car driving game, um, and then. And then he just he 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 burst onto the scene. Now, whilst you, I, I agree he's a pretty boring character, he's 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 completely charismaless. But nevertheless, that guy, like twenty five years later, is still massively popular with kids. He's got massive like cartoon series. He's got he's got cuddly toy ranges. The lot. You the, know he's not real. No, no. You're but, talking about him like he's a real guy. Well, like yeah, he's yeah. signed up his own image rights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he <laughs> yeah, got yeah he's like Jose Mourinho yeah, in that yeah. respect. Um, and he has one of the longest running comic series ever, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he because that. What a guy. All of all of the other all of the other platforms where they've attempted to retrofit like a, an iconic character have failed. Fucking dismally right so um they att- they had a they had a go at that kind of thing with um with the playstation um with um with what's his jobs crash bandicoot and, and characters like that they had attempts after attempts after attempts to try and recreate that kind of thing for other consoles they've never got anywhere close to it so i think in just terms and even if it's just a piece of marketing but video game marketing uh sonic the hedgehog is an absolute resounding success for sega it's an incredible yeah. success and some of the best platformers i i agree with you i he's turned him of, around well no in Unbelievable. terms of what andy has just said about him being like a complete icon is completely right my issue with him is as a character he's he's not just dull he's an asshole um but i'm not sure about this personification of, of sonic <laughs> the hedgehog like the double personification because now he's a real man in this conversation <laughs> <laughs> he's basically an asshole he's 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 properly nasty piece of work. But <laughs> well, hang on, hang on a minute. He's, he's going off and saving all the little bunnies that the, 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 he's the not, Dr. Robotnik he's not. is yeah. No, is no, 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 no. no there that, was that, that one was weird game like where he ended draw. up having like a relationship with a human woman. So, that is yeah. true. Really weird. Yes. There, there's some weird stuff. And I would say that Sega's reputation um, is based on Sonic the Hedgehog. The first two games are great. Everything else they have made with it has been absolute garbage. Um, I know there, there, there have been some okay Sonic games of late, but but you're right. The, the first two were the only really two truly yeah, good, yeah, good yeah, great yeah. games. Um, right, right. And I also and I also did feel a little bit sick when they they brought out Sonic and Mario at the Olympics. They suddenly <laughs> yes. had those two characters uh, yeah. in the same in the same game. Yeah, right, Andy. Um, let's let let's get off this Sonic nonsense. Right. Okay. Moving on. Off, we need okay. to round off this top five. Right. Okay. Quickly. Um, another another one there for you. I want the top. I want the top one. You I can have the top one. Um, we've also got Earthworm Jim. Oh, good old Earthworm. Earthworm Jim. Jim. Oh, That's nice. a fine show. He actually had a dog as well. So you, 
I can't you could argue that the dog was, was the animal in Earthworm. But, 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 but yeah, yeah, but he was still technically an animal. Like yeah, he was just a, he was just a worm with a magic suit, wasn't he? Yeah. So yeah, Earthworm Jim, he was Good he shout. was great fun, great platformer that was. Um, I'm also going to uh, bring up um, the the rabbits, or indeed the rabbits in Raymond's Raven Rabbits, yes. uh, which is a Wii game, which was. A, a stupendously fun and funny kind of like kind of party yeah. like 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 hand the controller between your mates at a party game really really super good fun and really daft and really silly just to dwell on that one they, they could have got that so wrong that could have yeah. been like those rabbits could have been massively irritating like it, it was so close to them than pushing it over the edge and they they reined it just in enough that they were just funny is, yeah. is the conceit right that they are rabbits that who rabid. are rabid. I, I yeah. believe so. Yes, and, and, fantastic. And there, there's a bit of a, a you know mental health like issues there <laughs> in terms of you know you can't really you know <laughs> some of the they're, they're afraid of water. So, yeah. Some of the portrayals that they are doing are a little bit like all oh, right, yeah, they've got rabies there, but um, in terms of they could have pushed it and it would have maybe gone the way the minions kind of have, where they they become massively irritating and they didn't push it that far, and I think. Fair play to Ubisoft for for not going that extra mile with it. I see it's really interesting as well. You bring up minions because a friend of mine, um, who works for Sega, in fact, actually pointed out on I think it was him anyway that pointed out on Twitter that everyone was going on about how great the minions were, but they were basically just rehashing what uh, the Raven Rabbits had done before. But that's the thing with the minions for the first film, very funny. Second, yeah. third one, it was just all about pushing it that little bit too far. Where they and. Ubisoft have never done that. I've actually played the latest uh, Mario and Rabbids oh, yeah, Kingdom yeah, game, yeah. and it's actually they're still funny. Nice. It, it's they've still kept it at that nice level. So, um, and finally, my my final uh, input, and this might be this might be stepping on uh, on Matt's toes. I don't know, but uh, I see. Winston from Overwatch. Right. Okay, that is number one without a doubt. I'll let you go. Um, it's. N- it's what I was talking about before. There, there are very few games where the game is great and the animal uh, character is great. Winston is just like the heart and soul of Overwatch. He's the one who brings everyone together. Plus, everyone's happier when you've got a Winston on the team, jumping around, having a little Damn shield. Right. And as long as it's not me playing Winston. No, I'm very happy playing oh, Winston. Me. I love him. He's, he's a wonderful animal uh, in video games and he's from Overwatch which is wonderful so perfect I also actually think as well he's the he's the only one who's kind of background in lore and kind of stuff that, that actually kind of touches me because yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely find loads of that the stuff like of him like up on the moon base and stuff like that it, and like like when they it, even though the moon base um, level's not our favourite that bit where he's got, you know, you look at the big telescope and he's finding out his landing yeah, spots yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost heartbreaking. It's yeah. like, but, but also really inspiring yeah. and stuff like that. I love, I love oh, that stuff. I just, I love Winston. Father figure and stuff like yeah, that. It's just, yeah. it's just it's right. a wonderful story. Well, that is beautiful. And I'm just going to round off. So I've, I've selected from all of the ones that we've discussed the top five, uh, as usual. Right. <laughs> we have the Fable 2 dog, who I'm going to call, in this case, Barry Gibb. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we have Ratchet the Lombax. Yep. We have the Duck Hunt Dog, who I'm going to call Duck Hunt Dog. Okay. We have Earthworm Jim, and of course, Winston. Yay. Very, very nice. <laughs> and, you know, that segues us beautifully into a little trip to Dorado.
Now, it's slightly disingenuous to call this uh, the Overwatch section because none of us have been playing Overwatch. I, I have not played it. So we're going to hijack the Overwatch <laughs> okay. section. I've been playing it. Oh, have you? Yeah, I've have been you playing been... the new the new Retribution map that just oh. came out. Oh, shit. Well, that perf- I, have, I did not even know such a thing existed. Yeah, yeah fill, fill us in. It, this is the uh, uh, second year anniversary map where, remember last year where we did the King's Row map where we were fighting against the Omnics? Oh, this yeah, year, yeah. they have basically made a whole new cutscene. It is an awesome cutscene where it is you, or is McCree, Moira, uh, blah, 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 fill me, help me out here. Um, uh, uh, Reaper. Genji, and who's the fourth oh, one? No, oh, no, Reaper. Uh, Reaper. Um, is it Reaper? Okay. Yep, yep. Yeah. And you are playing as one of those four characters if you play the main scenario. And it walks you through this whole map where you're basically trying to escape after assassinating uh, some bad dude who I don't really know. I, I don't pay that much attention to the lore, but it's a really well done map. Nice. Um, you've constantly got all these baddies coming at you from different sides. They have different uh, attack types. There is an assassin who will attack you and literally pounce on you and start whittling down your health until somebody saves you. You can't. Oh, no way. There. That's they cool. Can, they can get you during your ultimate. They can just knock you down. And, and you, you get caught, caught in a cutscene, basically, where you're sat there watching this thing attacking you. From, so you're, you're completely powerless. You're watching first person as this thing's kind of doing yeah. you from the floor. It's great. That's nice. cool. Nice. Yeah, and it, it's, it's this whole, like, escape plot thing. And it's a completely new map. It's one we haven't seen before, and it's actually been a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying the heck out oh, of it. Oh, okay. Well, I definitely play. need to do that. I yeah, yeah, that's that was What's the situation with the competitive season as well? Because I have not finished my placement, so I have to do that. <laughs> Got a couple of weeks I... left, I think, for this season. Okay. I, um, I, I don't have to complete mine. I don't care. Really? <laughs> You're going to let it go? You can't <laughs> let it go, I'm Mark. Sure. No. We need I've the got my first gold weapon, which I don't even know if I actually picked my gold weapon yet because I'm so indecisive about it. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to get those. Yeah. I've got to get those stickers now. I can't not have them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Imagine. Right, so we'll, we'll get, get on. We'll get on sometime it. and we'll play. We'll we'll play in the next couple of weeks and we'll nice. get our stickers. Yes. That's what matters are the stickers. <laughs> That's damn right. So yeah, so I don't think we've got much more to add on the old Overwatch this week, and um, we're not going to talk about Fortnite. Because that's all we usually do. So yeah. we're gonna we're we're gonna forego the Fortnite this time. Uh, as at the time we're recording this, if we're if we're going to uh, assume the Morse code is correct, the comet will hit tomorrow. Oh yeah. Well, let's see. Well, maybe that'll be on the pod next week, and we'll see what's going on. What's going on yeah. with that? In the meantime, I'm gonna probably finish Far Cry, and then I'll give you a full rundown next time of of how the Far Cry situation was. And so. That brings us towards towards the end of the show, and I'm going to ask I'm going to ask Scruff over there in Washington D.C. to give us a goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great day, Andy. Yeah, cheerio, everybody. Bye bye. And Matty Angel. Bye. Well, there you go. Thank you very much for listening, folks. Please catch us on at idiot underscore gamer and on idiotgamer.co.uk and all kinds of other places. And hopefully you'll have a fantastic week and we'll see you next time. Bye!